definitely human. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Festival of Winterville has its main attraction in the camaraderie of the dinner table, and Baron and Baroness de Montfort have the means to lay on a lavish repast for their guests. But the presence of Nicholas Flight has dampened the festive atmosphere, and our heroes are reminded why zealots of his kind are so studiously avoided in Fortuna. As they sit down for their eagerly awaited feast, Fortitude and Maureen de Montfort enter the dining room, and a chill stiffens the air. Benefaction! Runes! Pax Fortuna! Warmest fire is kindled with fellowship, part two. Father, why is it so cold in here? I don't know. It's been like this all day, getting worse. Unseasonably so. Yes. It's, it is winter. It's usually quite cold, but not this cold. Edna, more logs on the fire, please. And Edna scurries off to uh, throw logs on from a big pile that's next to the fireplace. Do you know, this might be an exciting opportunity to try out some new insulation materials. How do you feel about that, my lord? Well, this and ancient castle. We don't tamper with it. Even when it's this chilly? There's a fire. He indicates the fire which is dying really and flickering. Okay, okay. You are shivering quite a lot, Dad. We'll talk about it later. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to occupy Almira and compensate for my own frustration and not being able to eat by making sure Almira enjoys the food as much as possible. (laughs) Just like putting all my food on her plate (laughs) and like grabbing more things for her and being like, just appreciate the culture. (laughs) Isn't this incredible? You wouldn't get this at home. Temperance is picking up breadsticks and looking at you all and making eyes at Nicholas, flicking her eyes over at you to see what you're doing. And if you're looking back at him, she looks away. I think I'm quite taken with the breadsticks. Yes? The idea of a stick of bread. <laughs> I enjoy this convenience of yours, the breadstick. You are, you are not partaking yourself, sir. Oh, wish I could. Wish I could. I'm sure it's delicious and I'm incredibly jealous of all of you. Obviously, Baron, Baroness, enormous compliments on the food. I assume that it is wonderful. Thank you so much. But no, I cannot eat, unfortunately, otherwise. 
I would. Maureen says, frankly, the chicken's a little cold. No, I, I'm pretty sure it's wonderful. <laughs> is it cold as in raw or it's actually like it's very well cooked, but it is cold? It's not that well cooked. Okay, great. You're used to eating more raw foods, Absence. Yes. But for this occasion, you have guests. They have ordered it to be cooked okay. thoroughly in the usual fashion. Okay. Gustav is picking at it as well. He seems a little unsure about this chicken. And Ebner is frantically throwing more and more logs on the fire, which doesn't seem to be taking. Almira, have some more chicken. Oh, that is so kind of you. I'm, I'm still working on the chicken that I've, I've already got on my plate, but, but thank you very much. Maureen turns to you, Nicholas, and says, So, how are you finding our little corner of the world? It is, uh, it is a most pleasant part of the world. The trees, the air, the birds. It is all very pleasant to see such abundance of nature, the work of our deity. It is very pleasing to be in his presence. Do you not find, madam? She says, oh yes, which deity is this? Why I speak of the one true deity, our god. Oh, she's looking askance at the rest of you. And what is his or her name? Madam. you should be aware of his presence. You do represent the people of this country, and yet... It would appear that you are not familiar with that which has created the trees, the birds, the stone which this castle has been made from, the meat that we sit upon at the table and pick at. No god did that. The farmlands, you know, they, they provide us with all we need. And tell me then, of which god do you worship? Well, no god at all. But of course... And I will give you a thin smile and a knowing smile. He's very intense, isn't he? Very intense. He has strong opinions. And how, in your role as the uh, baron and baroness of more time, how do you instruct the people of this land, the peasants, those in the village, that look up to you for guidance? Do you give them such guidance? Uh, she leans back in her chair and says, Well, we are people of tradition. Uh, there is not much guidance needed. Things continue much as they have for hundreds of years. They pay us tithe, and if there are any problems, we uh, we see to it as fast as we can. So they are a resource, like cattle. She uh, looks up and says, yes, I suppose they are, yes. <laughs> Victor nods enthusiastically, like yes. Yes, like cattle, yes. yes. I kind of raise an eyebrow. But they enjoy it. The cattle do not question why they are cattle, so no harm done. She turns to you, Absence. So, in your travels, have you, how do I put it, uh, met anybody? Are you... Mother? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm very happy being independent. I do not need a man slowing me down. Well, maybe... I'm looking uh, for adventure. A partner in adventure. I... Nicholas, you're not taken, are you? My eyes are wide and I am <laughs> shooting daggers at her with them. Madam, I am devoted to my order and to my work, my righteous work of which I have travelled far and wide to carry out, to mm. undertake. A well-travelled I... man of passion. Abstinence. <laughs> no, Madam, mother. The only passion I have is for my duty. I have no time for such earthly passions. But I feel that we may be getting off <laughs> on something of a wrong foot. I have brought with me to alleviate the mood a little gift. If I may ask your manservant to bring it forward. And I of turn course. to Ebner and I uh, clap my hands. He approaches swiftly. <laughs> Edna, in the case that I brought upon Master Hooves, uh, <laughs> when you open it, I brought a floral decoration, something that shows the signs and sights of nature. I wonder if you would 
bring it here so that I might present it to the Baron and his lady. He says, of course, of course I will. A floral decoration. How lovely. You have no objection, Baron? The Baron speaks with his mouth full of chicken and says, No, no, of course, yes, go ahead, present us with whatever you want. Uh, Some flowers from my homeland. They have a quite distinctive odour, but not Mm. unpleasant. Ebner scuttles off, and it's not long before he returns with, well, what is it? It is a garland of wild garlic. (gasps) knew it. Please accept this gift for your kind and generous hospitality. She says, ah, ha, ha, ah, what interesting flowers. Ebner, why don't you put it up on the mantelpiece for us? You will not do it yourself, madam. Surely, with such delicate flowers as these, wild and growing in my own region, I see there are none around the castle. Perhaps this would be something that you could place in water and maybe replant. Hmm, we have some water outside. Perhaps, Ebner, you would like to put it There! You do not touch them, madam. She sticks out a finger and pokes at one of the petals and says, Lovely! And I will give you a look. A look of triumph, but also contained triumph. Sticking things in the back of his impressive mind. (laughs) She says, Thank you so much for this wonderful gift. We are very grateful to you, of course. Baron scowls at you now. I am sorry, Baron. Have I been too forward? Should I have given the flowers to you? No, 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 no. Flowers uh, are best for the lady, of course. Father, why did you invite him here? Well, it was your mother's idea. Why? Well, you know, you coming back, being 23 now, and still alone. God, I don't believe it. He seemed nice. Temperance thought it was for her. She always thinks everything's for her. (laughs) I was really looking forward to just catching up with you guys alone. I can't believe Mother would jump on the opportunity like this. You can't believe it, really? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I I should have known. Ebron now brings out the main course with two other waiters who are shivering in their boots. It's the boar that was killed earlier. It has been roasted, or at least they have attempted to do so where they put it on the table. You can see that it's not very well cooked at all. Oh, excellent. My favourite. Baron Fortitude looks at it, licks his lips, but for the rest of you, it's quite unappetising. You know, it's a local thing. We're abstinence is all about the raw foods. It's just how I know they it do looks it quite. I know it's quite healthy, guys, but it's really delicious. <laughs> you learn to love it. Yeah, Almira, give it a go. <clears throat> yes, I- I'm so excited to try it. Ebner cuts off slices for you all and Gustav sniffs at it a little. As Ebner cuts into the boar, he hits the centre and finds that it's frozen in the middle. Maureen's quite put out by this and says, What's going on? How is this boar not cooked? Ebner says, I, I, I'm sorry, my lady, but there's something with the kitchen. I, I don't understand. Was this not caught today? It, it was, indeed. The temperature of the, of the kitchen is is quite unusual. Do you have some uh, refrigeration or freezing technologies down there? I would love to go and have a look. We have none of this technology, no. It was in the oven for hours. Well, that's very strange. I think we should investigate. Yes, if you wish. Maybe there's something more palatable in, in the More breadsticks, perhaps. Indeed. Um, I'm fond of a bread, (laughs) stick or otherwise. I don't think we should leave this man alone with your parents. I think we should insist that he accompany us to the kitchen. Why don't you insist he goes with you? I really don't want to be in his presence. I would quite like the opportunity to talk to mother and father. So why don't you lure him away? Yes. All right. Uh, 
Nicholas, do you want to uh, come down to the kitchen with us and see what kind of terrible things of the night might be afoot down there? <laughs> I am quite comfortable here. They will have more breadsticks down well, there. Well, lead the way. <laughs> Temperance takes you by the arm, Nicholas, and says, yes, let's go. And Elmira, you're going as well. Yes, right? absolutely. Gustav has, has stayed with you, Abstinence, but Temperance has gone with you guys and Nikolaus. In the kitchen, you can see waiters puzzling around and the cooks, two of them, are trying to stoke the oven. They're throwing more and more wood in. It's almost full of wood, but none of it seems to be burning. Well, this is very curious indeed. Can I have a Can I have a look here? One of the cooks looks over to you and says, please go ahead, please go ahead. The wood just won't burn, you see. How curious. We apologize for the food. We're actually very good, <laughs> you know. It's this equipment. It was working fine yesterday, not today. Well, let me have a look and see if I can figure out what's wrong. Please roll an investigation check. Five. Fourteen. One. Almira, you notice around the room, there's obviously jugs of water and some glasses of wine. In the eastern end of this kitchen, the jugs of water are actually frozen solid, but not towards the other end. Do you see how the, the water on the other end of this kitchen is, is actually frozen solid? It feels like perhaps the source of the cold is coming from that end of the kitchen. I think we should go and take a look. Yes. What, what is that end of the kitchen? There are cupboards. Set above, there's a worktop. There's a block of knives. This is where a lot of the meat preparation would be done before it's taken over to the oven. Could you please make an investigation check? Eight. Fourteen. Ten. So Victor and Nicholas, you notice something odd about the floor. There's a rug down in here, but there's a hollow sound over... Uh, where you're standing, not where Almira is. Maybe you're not heavy enough to thump on the floor. Something is beneath here. What is beneath this rug? Well, we don't know. We've never pulled up the rug. Then let us pull up the rug now. So, Victor, do you have hands or <laughs> shall I do it for you? I wiggle my hands to show that I have them. Then after you. I lift up the rug. Beneath the rug, there is some kind of trap door. Abstinence, what are you saying to your parents? Mother, father, I've been away for a year and I've discovered all these things. I thought that drinking blood was perfectly normal until somebody splashed me with some holy water and I found out I was a vampire. How on earth oh, didn't you tell darling. me this? We How? Why? Different from the rest of the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gustav is still shoveling cheese into his mouth. Um, <laughs> she says, well, I'm... Sorry you had to find out this way. Of course, you ran off before we could have any real discussion. You don't mean to say you were actually planning to tell me? Of course I was, dear. Lies. <gasps> How dare you? Are you planning on telling temperance? Does she know? She does not. No, she will learn when it is time. It's a When you think it's appropriate. Certainly I am. Her mother. How do you know temperance isn't going to follow in my footsteps? Going to go out and see the world? No, we've taken steps, don't worry. <laughs> After you. <laughs> I mean, you seem to be doing okay. Well, of course. I'm a fighter, you know me. Yes. Apart from the loneliness, I'm sure. I'm not lonely. Well. You met my friends. I've got a good bunch around me. I've says, met many yes. lovely. Yes. But the knights. Abstinence. Do you I watch? have a knight with me. Ah, very good. <laughs> she says, well, what would you like to know? What is it all about? Were you turned? Were you born with it? How old are you really? I am, believe it or not, 61. Oh. <laughs> and father? Your father looks up at you. You're being awfully quiet, father. She says, well, I have not much to say. And what does that mean? I'm 62, if you must know. <laughs> I don't see how that's relevant. Well, I don't know. I thought you might be hundreds and hundreds of years old. What else aren't you telling me? 
Well, I also wanted to set you off, Nicholas. Why? He's so drab. He's the most interesting person around here. He's tedious. And You're all tedious. You've met more interesting people. This is why I left in the first Fortuna. place. Yes. Ooh, Fortuna. Much more interesting than this old dump. Well, I'm very sorry to hear you say that. You know we want the best for you. Do you? Yes, we do. Actually. And keeping this major life event from me was the best for me, was it? It was, says your mother. Well, look, that dagger you gifted me is... Um, Got me out of some scrapes, so I thank you for that. He says, ah, you've uh, stabbed a few people with it. Then, have you? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what I'm... What yes, I'm I have a gorilla as well, uh, unfortunately. So you have a what? Stabbed a gorilla. We got into a bit of a hairy oh, darling, fight. you mustn't <laughs> drink the blood of animals. Wait. So what is the blood that we've been drinking all these years? Well... Where exactly do you harvest this blood from, father? He grumbles into his... Boar, we have our ways. Out with it. Well, you know, once in a while, we will go to the village undercover. There's no easy way to say this. It sounds bad however you spin it, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yes, we disappear them. Ugh, I can't believe you. That's what they're for. They are not here for you. They have their own lives. They're not here to satisfy your cravings. And I get up from the table and like slam my chair back and then stomp off towards the kitchen to find where the other guys are because I've had it with this conversation. In the kitchen, you see abstinence come storming in. And abstinence, you see your compatriots looking at a stone door in the floor and the cooks peering over their shoulders. <laughs> what are you up to, guys? We found a trapdoor. Did you know about this? No, I've never seen it before either. I mean, I don't hang around the kitchen much, you know. Well, I think let's open it and, and see what's behind it. Okay. I am in agreement. Something is amiss in this house. It's a stone door square just set and there's a ring pull in it. Who's opening this? I'll try to. Okay, could you make a strength check? Five. It's difficult. It budges, but you can't really get it open. Somebody lend me a hand with the uh, with the trapdoor. I will. Perhaps my uh, corporeal form might uh, <laughs> be of more assistance. Please, Ross, turn it back. Twelve. Okay. With Nicholas's help, you manage to heave it up. It is quite heavy, and it slams down on the other side, making the floor tremble. Down there, you see a, a ladder and then darkness. The light fades very quickly, so you don't know how big this room is. Almira, as a gnome, you can see in the dark, better than the humans at least, mm -hmm. and uh, you see that it's a story down, so it's not very deep, but it does seem to extend beneath the whole kitchen. You can't see anything down there, but obviously the aperture is quite small relative to the size of a room. What do you see, Almira? I don't see very much. I think we might have to go down and investigate. I might just, just grab a kitchen implement, just in case we run into some trouble down there. <laughs> the cook hands you a meat cleaver. Thank you very much. Sir Victor, perhaps you would accompany us. I feel the presence of a knight, no matter how uh, real you may be, would be of uh, some assistance to us at this juncture. All right, well, I'll, tr I'll try not to be insulted by part of that. But yes, no, if absence is going, I'll go. I'm here to protect her, so... Very good. Not that she needs it, but you mm. never know. Can you hold this log? And I gesture towards the uh, fireplace. You could grab a log, because it's obviously not going to burn. I could hold a dozen such logs, <laughs> if that is what you require. Yes, please. I take a log. It's briefly flickering with a flame. You won't get much light out of this. But some. Yeah. Okay. As you descend the ladder, you can see the room open up in front of you. Again, you're not getting much light off of the torch. In the wall, 
the north wall, you can see manacles chained to the wall. Two sets with nobody in them. They look quite rusty. The floor is compacted soil. It looks like it hasn't been trod on in a while. And in the corner, you see on the floor a stone tablet that is inscribed with runes and a frozen candle stuck on top of it. Well, this is quite bizarre. Um, do any of us recognize the runes? You don't recognize the language, but then you're not very well versed in languages. Mm. But you have um, abstinence. You have this monocle that yes. might allow you to make some sense of this. Yes, I do. And I get out my monocle. Shing! <laughs> <laughs> I might turn to Abstance at this point and ask her, have you ever seen this room before? No, I, I rarely spent time in the kitchen or underneath the house. You are unfamiliar with its purpose then? Yes, I am. From the uh, articles of chastisement on the walls, I thought perhaps this would be a larder. I mean, I would have assumed there was a larder under the kitchen as well. He means... Well, know you know what, what he means. Yeah, <laughs> I know what he means. So you look at the runes with your monocle. Mm -hmm. They say... May the god of the hearth meet justice to all. As the good make warm in his bosom, so shall evil suffer in wretched chill. The god of the hearth? That's not uh, not your god. But it is, sir. It is. So are you responsible for this? This is of nothing of our doing. Perhaps a heretical order is responsible for this, but this is not the work of the order of the furnace. <laughs> to my knowledge. Are there any other entry or exit points? No, there are not. Can I investigate to see if I see anything else around? Any other clues? Actually, could you all make an investigation check, please? The d20 again, yeah. 17. 11. Mm. 1. 1 also. God, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Absence and Almira, you are fussing around and you notice nothing. So, Victor, you notice in the soil what look like they might be strands of hay. Hmm. Everybody come and look at these strands of hay. You could not keep a horse here. <laughs> I mean, you probably could. If I tried to leave Master Hooves here, he would be most displeased with me. Or he'd climb the stairs and open the trapdoor to escape. I do not think with his hooves he would be able to do that. He's a horse. He's no man. I'm glad we can agree on something. <laughs> Very good. There's a frozen candle. Is, is it frozen? Is it on? No, it isn't. Maybe we should light it. Try to light it from the, the log. You hold the torch up to the candle and it flickers into life and the ice melts off of it fairly quickly. And the runes seem to diminish in clarity, but not go away. Does it get warmer in the air? Yes, it does okay. get slowly warmer now. The yes. runes are fading. God, it feels warmer already. It does feel like progress. Mm. I do think we should maybe try to ascertain where this weird tablet with runes came from, who put it there. I, I, I think we should get to the bottom of this. To believe this is somehow connected to the Church of the Hearth, Seems most perturbing. Can I do a history check to see if I know anything about the Church of the Hearth or this kind of magic? You can. That's a 15. So in Fortuna, the Church of the Hearth has existed forever in this part of the world. And you know that it used to be a little more raw and rune magic-y a long time ago more around your time, but it's really cleaned up its act now. It's, uh, well, it's far more homely, whereas it used to be a more proselytizing and about bringing warmth and light to the world. Now it kind of waits for the world to come to the church. So you've not seen this kind of magic before, but you will have heard of it. Mm. Should we 
go back upstairs and see if anybody else in the castle knows anything about this. Seems a wise undertaking. Lead the way. I bend down and pick some of the straw in my hand and hold it to my face. Give it a little sniff. Give it a little stroke. Oh, Master Hooves, this hay would make for a slim repast. I fear, old friend, that I have brought you here unnecessarily. Fear not, old shaggy-tailed friend. Soon we will establish whether our work here is progressing under our own hand, or under the hand of some unknown force we are yet to encounter. Do I know the names of the people in the kitchen? One of the cooks is called Norman, the other is called Davies. The waiters are Lawrence and Reese. Davies? Norman? What is the meaning of this? I have no idea. There's some kind of spell. Do visitors ever arrive at the kitchen? Other members of staff from around the castle? Uh, everyone has free reign. Yes, they can come and go as they please. I hold up the strands of hay that we found and say, does this mean anything to you? He peers at it and says, why? Tis surely some hay. Sir. <laughs> yes, of course it's hay. Well, well, oh. well, how did it get down there? I assure you, sir, we have not been down there. I have not. I trust my colleagues when they say they have not. Perhaps we may find the answer to our questions elsewhere in this castle. Perhaps we should take an interest in the stables. Surely that is where one would find hay. Perhaps we should be speaking to Herman. Quite a good suggestion, I think. Temperance says Herman wouldn't do anything to harm us. Herman has been with us for, for ten years. Abstinence, you know him. I do know him, Temperance, but, you know, we, we still need to ask him nonetheless. Well... Fine. We need to get to the bottom of this. You trust your staff implicitly, madam? Yes, I do. They would have no grounds to be aggrieved by your actions. What actions? I think we know, do we not? I know that you do abstinence. Sir, Temperance is a young lady. She does not know about such things that you are insinuating. Temperance says, what, what are you saying? What... What is this abstinence? The knowledge has been withheld from her. What knowledge? I demand to know what's going on. Perhaps you should address the questions not at your sister. Perhaps those questions should be addressed to your mother and your father. I address you, sir. You wish me to speak these words in front of your sister? It is really not necessary. Temperance should be told by mother and father. Temperance <laughs> says, no, you tell me. We've always watched out for each other. I just don't want you to find out the way that I had to find out. Find out what? She wishes to keep from you information regarding your lineage. What you truly are. Do you wish me to elucidate, madam? Yes, I do. Your mother no and father... No matter how attractive you are, you're starting to irritate me. <laughs> I find I have that effect on such as yourselves. Your parents are not as they seem. You look into their faces, you see a jolly, well-fed man and his exotically named wife. <laughs> when I look into their faces, I see the quintessence of evil. Oh, come now, sir. Oh, what would you call it, madam? You share their bloodline just as your sister does. What do you feel is the appropriate way to describe Are them? Are you calling when me evil? When they feast on the blood of the living. Well, that's <gasps> quite a claim. Abstinence. We... We don't feast on the blood of a living, do we? Temperance, I don't know how to tell you this, um, but yes, I think we do. I wasn't aware of it myself, but you remember that animal blood we drank growing up. We've always drank it. We drink it now. Turns out it's not quite animal. I see. I know, I know. I just had it out with mother and father as well. It appears they've been taking villagers all these years. What? I know. Like, as in your mother and father have been killing villagers. You heard them talk about 
cows at the table. Well, I heard them talking about overworking uh, the tenants on their land, which I don't approve of because in the long term, that is not actually the best route towards efficiency. However, that's quite a different thing from killing them to take their blood. You can't approve of this abstinence, surely. I don't approve. I mean, I've only just found out myself, but you know, I mean, you've traveled with me and you know that I have that dagger and I drink blood and it gives me like a pep. I don't know. This is so normal to me. Like Temperance and I have grown up with this all our lives, being told that it was just a normal, healthy, raw diet. To be so mired in such degradation and yet to consider it normal. You have my sympathies. I don't need your sympathies, sir. But before this night is over, I fear that you might. There's no need for threats. I am not threatening. I, I you are. You you're are extremely threatening. <laughs> I may be threatening somewhat, but I speak of the threats being made by somebody else in this building. We have ventured down into that mysterious chamber. We saw the runes. This is not my work. Someone in this castle means to end the unholy reign of your mother and father. How did you know, sir? The runes are simple, are they not? You saw what was written there. You saw what it was suggesting. Someone had placed those runes there as a form of magic. I do not approve of the method, no. Much better the clean, swift end of the holy water, the garlic and the clean, swift might of the stake. But somebody here wishes to end your parents' rule. And they have done it by bringing down the temperature of this room to a point where they would become uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) A sword in righteous hands is undoubtedly a force for good, but one must be wary to not impute goodness to the sword itself. So it is with revolution, and while insurgents in our peaceful and native republic of Fortuna are to be scorned, Those in other kingdoms may be looked on as principled reformers. The use of runic magic to undermine unelected aristocrats is a bold endeavor, and one our heroes have difficulty in condoning. But as they consider the mysteries of Castle Hasselback, the merits of a proactive approach become more persuasive. You've been listening to The Warmest Fire is Kindled with Fellowship, Written by Maximilian John and produced and edited by David Knight, Tom Dalling and Maximilian John with music by Jonathan Day. Starring Charlie May as Abstinence de Montfort, Eleanor Kohler as Almira Q. Appleby, Elizabeth Smith as Sir Victor Bartolemy and Matthew Woodcock as Nicholas Flight. I am Maximilian John, Game Master. You can follow us on Twitter at Visit Fortuna and support the production of this series on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash definitely human. Pax Fortuna is a definitely human production. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.